Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Listening to the call Fans going crazy for the boys of fall Hey everybody, welcome to the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson I'm your host Dave Johnson uh, Glad to have you with me tonight um, That song, uh, Boys of Fall Kenny Chesney just uh, reminds me that uh, Men's football is just about to wind up, uh, except for the new Alliance League, I believe. Um, you know, that's your big football watcher. It's always sad, but for us that, uh, you know, like the women's game, it, that means it just gets closer and closer and uh, closer for time to kick off. So, uh no, it won't. It won't be long. Uh, USWFL starts March 30th. Uh, all the games kicking off. Going to have a jamboree in, in Northern Virginia area uh, on February the 16th. The Hampton Rose Lady Gators hosting that. Uh, that should be a fun time for for all the girls, especially girls that haven't uh, ever got to play in one. Uh, Ours included. I played in a couple of jamborees. Uh, they just started that when I was a, a junior in high school, so I got to play in one uh, when I was a junior and senior, and it was a lot of, really a lot of fun. Um, I know it's a little bit different from women because you have to travel uh, so much. There's not as many of these teams like they are in high school and stuff, but um, the way this one's set up, you're going to play um, each team's going to play a couple quarters. And, uh, so you wind up playing basically a full four-quarter game uh, against two different teams. So uh, that that should be a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, with with season, uh, most people starting at the beginning of uh, uh, January with practice and things of that nature and uh, – that sort of gives you a halfway point between then and the season start to uh, get a little action for your for your ladies and uh, you know see how how far they've progressed. It's hard to it's really hard to tell in practice 
all the time and, uh, you know, going against nobody or going against your own players that know the plays and things of that nature. So <laughs> this could be a, uh, a useful tool in a lot of ways and really a lot of fun. And uh, I know I'm looking forward to it. I hope everybody going to be involved is. <laughs> you know, I hope, I would hope that more teams would, you know, catch on and, and realize what a great opportunity uh, opportunity this is for their programs uh, because, uh, I mean, I, a lot of people have declined the offer to come and play. Um, I, none of them has really said why, but I, I don't get it because it's, you know, it's not anything that, that counts toward here or anything. It's just, you know, going to work in game situations, see what you got, see what you need to improve on. Maybe you're better than you thought. Maybe you're not as good as you thought. But one thing for sure gives you an idea of where you're at and what you need to work on and, and how far you need to uh, progress uh, within the next six weeks. Uh, because where it's set up, it's basically right in the middle of when uh, women's season uh, started practicing until uh, the first game, at least in, in the USWFL, I would say that. And uh, so, it, you know, it's sort of a halfway point. And, it, you know, it's like when I when I was in high school, you know, we, we did two-a-days for uh, two weeks, and then uh, we did one week, and then we had a scrimmage, you know. Then we uh, practiced another two or three weeks, and then we had another scrimmage, you know, and then – time we practiced another couple of weeks, it was time for the jamboree. And then right after the jamboree, uh, we started uh, with games. And actually, we played 10 games. So, uh, you know, it, it just sort of broke it up. And it gives you an idea of, of what you got, uh, what you really need to work on. So um, really looking forward to that. And uh, anybody that uh, wants some information on it, uh, you can reach out to us or the USWFL uh, page, and uh, I think USWFL.net, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, we'll get you some more information uh, on that. I know it's February 16th uh, in the uh, Norfolk, Hampton Roads area. That's all over there, sort of close together. Um, if you uh, don't want to reach out to us, you can uh, reach out to the Hampton Road Lady Gators on their Excuse me, on their page, and uh, they'll they'll steer you in the right direction as well. Uh, so that's that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I was also this week, you know, I, um, I I felt like this was has been coming for some for quite some time, but has it just brought to my attention that uh, you know this year they're not having the women's camp, uh, and uh, I, I'm not surprised. Uh, that they're not, it just seems to me like it had become a money racket, you know, of, of just draining, draining these girls dry. And, uh, I'm not saying it wasn't a good thing, and I don't want anybody to think that I'm saying that at all. But, you know, a lot of stuff, a lot of times if, if you go down there and you go to work and and they don't want to work in, in the situation you're in with your team, it's sort of a, you know, waste. And then I know, like, you know, a player told me that just yesterday or day before that, 
You know, last year they went up on the fees and they included they were going to feed you well. You know, it was just a, a small sandwich and a bag of chips. And uh, But the coolest thing that they did get to do um, last year, I believe it was last year, maybe the year before, I'm, I'm not shaking, not for sure, I believe it was the year before, <clears throat> they got to go to that Pro Bowl. And I know they really um, enjoyed that. But, you know, so much of this, of this stuff in women's football has just become, you know, a, a social gathering where everybody wants to, uh, you know, collect so much money from you. And, and if you're playing on on these teams and you have to travel, it's going to cost you a lot of money uh, to begin with. So, you know, that's why we started our season. We got started a little earlier than, than usual, uh, ended up, after, uh, I don't know, maybe two or three weeks, and then uh, had a scrimmage with South Carolina Smash. And, um, then then we had the game uh, in Nashville on December 30th, which uh, got uh, called for weather, and uh, it was shortened, but uh, they are going to reschedule it, and we're going to play it on March the 10th, I believe is the date. So, you know, for, for our girls, we we have a lot going on, that, you know, keeps them busy and keeps them, well, I would say this should keep them really excited because, you know, you ain't just practicing, 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 practicing. You know, we done practice some. We had that scrimmage. We practiced more. We went to Nashville and played for a little bit in Titan Stadium. Uh, We're going to the Jamboree. Um, You know, then then on March 10th, we're going back to, to play a full game in Titan Stadium. So, Man, you know, if, if you're on our team, you, you should really be excited because I promise you there's not a lot of other teams that are going the extra mile uh, to put you in these situations where it ain't just practice, practice, practice. And, you know, by the time you get to a real game, you're not even sure of where you're at or what you're doing. So we've, we've changed things up a lot. And, and uh, so, you know, we've, we've made it where a lot of these uh, – you know, girls where they used to go and use that uh, time down there to to socialize and do a little bit of practice and then play in a in a game where the coaches choose where you play on what team and this that and other and you know after a day or two uh, you know these these guys think they're all genius I guess and know everything about every player so I don't know um, I have mixed feelings about it you know with what uh, has happened uh, to it. I, I just think it, you know, became such a money racket that it sort of feathered out. That That's my opinion. So we, we'll see if somebody else or, you know, what happens or gets it going uh, again. You know, one one thing that I'm, you know, I'm I'm big on, I guess anybody listening on this, to this show very much at all, they'll know that you know, I'm I am what I am and I, I firmly believe in in coaching all your uh players to the to the best of their ability and and doing that. Well, you know, last the last year, the year before, maybe just last year, you know, we I followed uh followed the the Mary Hughes basketball team, the boys and girls and last year I know for sure they both won a championship and uh uh, the girls 
Well, I think both of them went undefeated all year long. I don't think either one of them lost a game. So, um, but this year, you know, they're they're both sort of struggling. They're on even kill. Whitey will say they're on even kill. They got better coaches than all the other teams, and and they're sort of playing even kill basketball with these other teams. But what really, just really, really amazes me, not so much last year, I don't think that, well, it did, but it just really got to me, I guess, is the fact that these schools, Mary Hughes is is a very, very small school. I mean, it's a K through A school right now. And, I mean, it is a tiny school. And all these other schools are in their conference or league or whatever. Now, they should be small, too, and I presume they are. I'm not sure. But we went to a game on Saturday, and the girls was playing for Mary Hughes, and girls from another team, I'm not sure where they were from, I'm not really sure. But, man, when you when you look down down their bench, and I told Jim for my my dad, stepmom, we were all sitting there. I said, you know what? How can this happen? I mean, honestly, how can this happen? They did not have one single player on their team, not just on the floor, on the bench, on their team that could even start on Mary Hughes' JV team. And I just wonder how can that happen? I mean, I know when I was a kid in middle school, we had some really good teams, but, man, it seemed like everybody was good. I mean, we banged on one another over and over, split several times with different teams. And, and I mean, you know when you go to play, it was going to be a battle. Now, some of these games are, but when you watch that, how it's just amazing to me how that that can happen. How how bad is is it when you the start five you put out there they can't dribble, they can't pass, they can't shoot, they don't know anything. Now the coach, I mean, she did a lot of hollering, she did a lot of hollering at the, you know, box out, this, that, the other, blah 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 and, and come to find out she scored three thousand points in in a high school in her high school career and you know, one of the one of the uh coaches from Mary Hughes told me, you know, how how does she become that person or that bad? And you know what? It, everything's addicted. Winning's addicted and losing's addicted. And I, I guess that when you when you just don't get any athletes and or any players, I, I, I mean, I, I can't do it, but I guess it somewhat just becomes, you know, uh, they get used to it, and then you know they they just don't do that good a job, and and it was really really sad. And I'm not saying the woman uh, could have maybe did any better with what she had to to put out there on the floor because literally it it was bad. I mean it it was about as bad as I've ever seen. And I just I just don't understand how it can really be that bad, and you know with with these schools and these areas. And, and I'm telling you, Mary Hughes is in a, they're a small school in a small area uh, and a county school at that. The county schools in our area don't, 
don't make any money. And so the boys, um, they're they're decent. The girls, they're decent. They're way down. Neither team is really that good. I mean, they've both got uh, the girls got one, maybe two decent players, and the boys have a uh, couple decent players, and uh, the rest of it is just well way off. And and their coaches have. You know, this seems like they willed them to more wins than than what they uh, should be. Uh, they played again tonight. I don't know what happened. Uh, they played the best team in the in the conference and a team that maybe uh, might go deep into the state playoffs. I, I'm not sure. The girls may have won uh, their side of the bracket, but the boys, I, I would. I would be real surprised if the boys didn't um, get beat tonight uh, because they're playing, I think it is Grandview, and they got a kid uh, on their team that, uh, shoot, he's about six four or 5, and he looks like a real, really good player. So I just, I just don't, for the life of me, understand how the player fall-off is that bad. And then when you go watch these coaches and then – you know, it sort of, it was sort of, when Mary Hughes played on Saturday, the boys, I'm sorry, when they played on Saturday, they played Oston Valley, which is where I went to school. And, and when we, when I went there, I mean, we used to beat Mary Hughes and Bluff City, and that was the, the rivals. We used to beat them all the time. And, you know, to see great, I ain't going to say great, but to see good athletes when those boys come in, First of all, they just they came in late. They the coach was calling to see them where players were. Uh, they were straggling in one at a time instead of you know being there all ready to go. They had to put extra time on the clock to let them warm up and um, things of that nature. And then and then I, I haven't seen these kids in forever. My brother been telling me, Dave, you wouldn't believe how bad how bad Houston Valley is. It's sad because we went there. Man, we took pride in, in being good, and, and we were good. Uh, you know, we were uh, winning the conference or whatever um, or competing for it every year. And and now it's it, see these boys, and they're shooting, and I say, you know, how can they be that bad? And, you know, it was Jennifer said, well, she'd hauled them on the bus to a game, and they were getting beat, and the coach didn't even get off the bench, didn't call timeout, didn't do anything. And she was telling me that, uh, 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 well, I just got a message that both teams won, the boys and girls. And my nephew, Eli Johnson, was MVP of the tournament. So there you go, folks. That shows you what all I know. But I know that, uh, and he was one of the players I've talked about pretty good for, for them. And I, I will say this when I'm talking about Eli real quick. Is my brother built a half court ball uh, ball court over there uh, this summer, and uh, that boy's really improved. Uh, he's one of them that you know he's like me and his brother. He didn't have no natural ability. He's just gonna have to work at it, and he has. You can look out our bathroom window, and if it's not snowing or uh, raining real bad, he's out there shooting, and he's uh, he's won uh, won that tournament tonight. This the team, they beat the team that's, like I said, they may go deep in the state. They've only got three losses, and two of them have come from to Mary Hughes. So um, congratulations to them. They must have played better than 
what they'd been playing. But, you know, when when I watched Mary Hughes warm up, I told Jennifer, I said, well, they look like they got some really good athletes there, you know. She said, well, there ain't no competition out there. And then, you know, they straggle in one or two at a time, and then the coach again, and this and that and the other. And, and, and you know, it's, it's pitiful. I mean, it's pitiful to see that, you know, that they're individually, they look good, and then you put them together as a team, and they're just lost. Well, I thought back to back in the summer, uh, they had summer camp for Mary Hughes, Bluff City, and Houston Valley. Those are, and I think some other teams came as well, but those three teams feed into Sullivan East High School. So we were all big rivals, even though you joined into the high school uh, at the same time. So my brother was saying that, you know, hey, they were um, the head coach for East, didn't have uh, uh, no refs or anything there. So they were taking turns refing and this and that. Other well, the Bluff City coach and the Hostel Valley coach told my brother and Coach Mason, which is the head coach of Mary Hughes, that they couldn't coach and ref at the same time. So my brother and Mark Mason, which is the coach, they took turns of, you know, of, of refing and and did more of it. And my brother said, you know, he asked now. You know, my brother, they he he's he's one of the best coaches there is. And uh, you know, he asked the host of ballet coach, said, Hey, would you know, would you listen, you know, or like a little bit of advice? And I said, Oh yeah, I'll listen and my brother says, You know, do you know which five best players are you you got? He said, Oh yeah, the ones I started. My brother said, Well, I'm just gonna tell you, I don't think the the five you started is your five best. I think these other guys are and the guy says, oh, no, no, uh-uh. So, you know, then they go get killed. I don't even know that they won any games this year. And that just goes to show you that even when you get good athletes at these schools, if you don't have good coaching or have coaches that know what's going on or, or anything like that, then you still get the product that we've seen from this woman that had a team that, well, I don't know if she's a good coach or not because I'm just telling you, they were terrible. And when you look down that bench, it was bad. I mean, and a lot of the girls, she she was probably just glad to fill uniforms with And that's how bad it is. And I think back and that, you know, that's it's really sad. And it's sad that you don't get more athletes than that interested at younger age. And all this uh, travel ball stuff has, has run so many kids, in my opinion, because going back to what I said about the women's camp, it's all a money deal. It's all about money. You're, you got you got somebody tell the uh, parents here, oh, you send your boy here, I'll make a player out of him. He's a great player and this, that, and other. And, you know, they have so many travel teams, they can put them on a team. They'll take your $1,000 and, and they'll go play your team and travel ball. Doesn't get any better. But you know, you you have to you have to work at it. You have to learn the basics. And they don't when they travel ball, basically they what they do is travel and play. So there's not a whole lot of uh, basics about it. I know 
a lot of people really like it. I'm not a fan of it at all. Uh, I don't think that uh, you get the proper coaching. I think it's more about money than it is anything else. So, um, but that that's cost a lot of it. I know um, I heard a parent the other day say the very thing, that he may not even let his son play a high school baseball because he put him in his travel team and, and go see all these games. Well, I remember my brother saying this right here when he built, right before he built Eli, I, I guess it's for both boys, but Eli used it all time. Before he built him that court, I know there was a guy that sent his boy to uh, on a travel basketball team, and he went to um, Georgia and played in a in a tournament down there. And I don't know how much the boy got playing or whatever. Got to play. They were going all weekend, played all this amount of games. Anyway, I know the parents told my brother he put up like 100 shots for the weekend. You know, my, my brother's uh, thinking is Eli put up 100 shots in a day. You know, over the course of the weekend, he'll put up three or 400 shots right here at home. So I, I think that has a lot to do with a lot of these kids uh, not participating so much in school, high school and middle school sports and even maybe elementary, I'm not sure, because they condense it down to a certain amount, and, you know, they really want you to be uh, in these top to play, and I think that a lot of these kids have just given up on it, and then when they get to these higher levels, like middle school, then, you know, these kids, they're off playing uh, travel ball, and they don't play on the uh, middle school team. That's all I can figure, folks, because I'm telling you, if, if you would go follow these middle schoolers around in our area and see that, you know, in in one or two areas you'll have a, a, a really good team and then the rest of them are just terrible. And, you know, I, I, for the life of me, I can't figure it out. So, it, you know, that's a big thing of mine. I go watch these games and I watch how these kids are coached. and Most of them can't dribble. You know, I... I go back to the old uh, Hoosier movie. I, I was one of my favorite movies of all time. And uh, Gene Hackman, and that's based on a true story as well, um, is, you know, he comes in there and, and, you know, he tells them, hey, I know you can shoot at your dribbling and passing. It's terrible. And, you know, they go to these games and uh, the star player ain't playing for some odd reason. And, and they go to these games and, Players take it upon themselves because it's not cool. Don't look good. You're making all these passes, three or four passes for you shoot. All this don't look cool. Then they start listening to the crowd putting up shots. And, you know, before long, he has to bitch the guy. Uh, then the parents want him fired. Well, lo and behold, he takes a school that has a uh, small enrollment and uh, beats a huge enrollment team in Indiana state basketball, so fundamentals, fundamentals and fundamentals, that goes in any sport uh, whatsoever uh, that there is, so um, I just, I'm, I think a lot of these kids 
that suffer at these young ages are stiff from lack of coaching or, or the travel ball, which is lack of coaching because it's just a bunny that. So uh, maybe they'll get it straightened out one day. I, I doubt it. Um, the way it seems they're consolidating those three schools I was talking about, Mary Hughes, Host Valley, and Bluff City into one. Uh, to me, that's going to create more of a, a problem, but uh, who knows? Speaking of other sports, I hope uh, next week to have on the show <coughs> Mr. Brad Nouns, uh, owner of uh, BSN Rodeo Productions. Uh, he puts on bull ridings and rodeos all across the, uh, northeast Tennessee and southwest Virginia. Uh, he's actually having a winter series bull riding, uh, barrel racing, and team roping in uh, Abingdon, Virginia, at the fairground. Uh, I'm going to hope to have him on next week uh, talk about. A lot of what he's got going on with sport of rodeo and uh, uh, maybe give some tickets away to that for people who live in a uh, local area or somewhat local area. Not sure how we're going to do it. Maybe come up with some kind of trivia uh, that if you answer the <coughs> question drive, we'll give you a couple of tickets. Uh, I was hoping to have him on this week. I just had to get a chance to uh, talk to him about it. He works out of town and Real busy as well, so uh, we got to sit down and uh, talk talk more about it in detail to make sure he got time to come on. But uh, that that's a lot of fun, and you know, a lot of people don't even know that you know rodeo is is a huge sport. Um, and the professionals, I go back, and then what made me think of this is, is all all women players that I know, when you talk to them about playing football, the first thing you say, do you get paid? Do you get paid? Do you get paid? Well, a lot of people tell me, well, it ain't professional if you don't get paid. Well, let me tell you something about how professional rodeos, cowboys and cowgirls, young kids, they have all kinds of stuff. In the sport of rodeo, every contestant, whether it be a man, woman, or child, <laughs> they pay their own fees or somebody pays them for them. Now, a lot of those guys have big sponsors. A lot of those guys don't have any sponsors. And they have to pay that out of their pocket. So each each event they go to, for instance, I'll, I'll find out. We'll ask Brad what his entry fees are in his bull ride. I'm not sure, but we'll find out. But each event you go to is has an entry fee. And like in bull riding, of course, you go up to his bull riding, and it's on Friday night, and you enter that bull ride. If the fee's $50 or $100, whatever it is, you pay that this Friday night. Naturally, if you're in the bull ride, you got to cover a bull for eight seconds or hitting the ground or fouling it. And, you know, they'll judge you on how good you ride the bull, and they'll judge how good the bull was. So... The best in the world, J.B. Mooney will say, he's from North Carolina, I believe. He's been up to Brad's rodeos uh, there on Friday nights numerous times. And the guys won the PBR thing I don't know how many times. Now, they have PBR bull riding all throughout the country. 
somebody, and that may not be this guy, but somebody pays an entry fee. Every contestant pays an entry fee when they enter a rodeo. Now, they may win. If they win, then like the PBRs have got so huge, I mean, you can win one bull ride and maybe win 50000 I'm not sure. Maybe, like I said, maybe we'll talk more in depth of that next week. But whatever you win, that's that's what you win, folks. I mean, so I know this. I do know this for a fact. Up until this year, I know guys that have rode professionally that are world champion team ropers, and they they run the wheels off a new truck. They pull the wheels off a new trailer. They got two or three horses that cost fifty to hundred thousand each. They go all year long, and when they make it to the national finals rodeo, most of them are even steep. When I say that, they've won as much along the way. If they won 150000 it cost them 150000 to get there. Whatever they win or don't win at the NFR, which is the national finals rodeo, the biggest rodeo there is for for team ropers and, and all the contestants in every uh, event. Whatever they win that weekend is what they clear. Now, some people may be listening, they may don't understand or may not understand or say, there ain't no way. I'm telling you, I know guys that firsthand I, that I've known forever that have won it in a world champion, and they go to the NFR and they win 50000 that's what they cleared all year long is 50000 Now, this stuff with, with all these professional athletes has gone crazy. But the NBA, the NHL, the MLB, and the NFL, it's all gone crazy because of TV. TV. That's what's gone crazy. That's where all these people, all the NFL... The NFL is a multi-billion dollar operation, folks. And it's because of the TV rights. If it wasn't for that, back in the day, that's why these players didn't make the kind of money they should have made. They still filled filled the stands back in the day. But the money wasn't there because there wasn't no TV rights. Now every single game, every single game is covered in the NFL on some channel every single game. It's big money. So what happens in the sport of rodeo is just this year, I, I don't, Jimper might be able to tell me yeah, who covered NFR. Maybe it was CBS Sports or, some, or uh, I don't know. It wasn't CBS Sports. It was some, it was some way down the line network. So they give minimal money to get it covered. So every week, you know, now if if you go to see it every Sunday, you're seeing a, a now the PBR, they do get national sponsors. That's why they're able to give more money away at those single events. Bigger money because of the TV. I know years ago, GAC used to, uh, used to cover the rodeo out there. Uh, you know, that's a small radio uh, video network. So 
when you start talking about just because you don't get paid doesn't mean you're not a professional. Different ways of, I'm not sure exactly how how I say it, but there's different ways uh, to interpret that. And these professional cowboys and and cowgirls that do this for a living, that is all they do. They probably practice more than any NFL team, any major sporting event team that there is, just to keep their head above water because they truly love they're doing. It's not about that you don't see them, uh, well, I'm going to hold out. Go ahead, because you ain't getting paid if you do. Because they're not they're not spoiled because they have to go earn every single dollar they make. They have to go earn it. I'm telling you, earn it. A lot of those guys you wouldn't believe if you know it, if you're listening, you know anything about the sport of rodeo, those guys get on bulls with concussion after concussion. They ride these bareback horses with broke arms and legs, jerks them in two. I just can't tell you folks how much they put their bodies through for the minimum amount they make, and they are professionals. So what's happened is everybody's in the world where, oh, the NFL, they're, they're worth billions. These guys make Billions of dollars. Well, guess what? If you're thinking that's what you're going to get, you're, you're not. And I, I'm telling you, you're, you're sadly mistaken because it, it's. I don't think it'll ever come to that. I think maybe at some point the women may get supplemented for it. I know either last week or sometime they had that uh, protest at NFL headquarters, I believe, in New York. Not sure what happened or or anything like that, but um, I just think if you're looking for that kind of money, looking for that kind of stuff to happen, you're barking up the wrong tree. First of all, there's no way to regulate it like that. Um, There's not enough seriousness about it. I mean, I I would hope that, you know, with what we have to offer our girls and everything we do for them, we can't even get the seriousness from all them that I would like to have. I I just don't see it. And I know every team is different. I know every player from a lot of teams, there's a lot of players that really feel uh, like they give everything. But I'll promise you, not all of them do. And that's that's tough. So um, when you talk about professionals, just because you don't get paid millions of dollars, or you don't get paid uh, to do it doesn't mean it's, you're not a professional. And that's a proven fact. Next week, I hope to uh, have Brad on and, and ask him a lot of the questions. And, and uh, he knows more about bull riding than I do. I know <laughs> me and him, um, I called him and his brother around when they were uh, still in high school to ropings everywhere rodeos everywhere, and those guys used to load up in an old station wagon about 10 or 12 up and go to bull ridings and, and uh, beat and bang around and scrounge around and enough money between them to ride bulls because that's what they love to do. That is what they love to do. And that's that's where 
you know, I think so much is, has gotten out of hand because the the sport of rodeo has so many good people. Now, there's a lot that they're not. Don't get me wrong. There's so many good people in it that have great attitudes and work ethics because the only money you make is by what you earn, what you earn. And in the NFL, you, you tell all these salaries now, if you get a big salary, they make you want to um, sign that sign that paycheck or that contract. The, they got to put a guarantee clause in there. I mean, you make fifty million, they want forty of a guarantee. You don't play it down, you still get forty mil. Why, Lord, if they ever get that way in rodeo, I don't know what they do. I mean, these guys, you know, they have to. You just wouldn't believe what they have to go through, and I see it firsthand um, all the time. And I used to be one of those. That's all I did was rope and ride horses and train horses, and it was good at times and it was bad at times because you win a lot and you hit a dry spell and and you don't win and things don't look so good. And we practiced all the time. I mean, we'd rope five, six, seven days a week, go to four or five ropings a week. We'd rope during the day, go to rope at the night. And that's that's all we did because if you didn't win, you didn't make nothing. And, you know, that to me is 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 what we're missing in in these sports from from the middle schools, not saying they ain't gonna get paid, but the work the work ethic to win. The work ethic to be held accountable. Days that you're sore, days that you don't feel like it, you got to get up and go on. Not that something's ever too important to go do what you need to do. That's the part we're we're missing, and I and I think about it, and I see these kids, and even though I know, you know, that this woman may not have been able to do any better, but because I didn't see her in her practice, but I just wonder, you know, by watching those kids dribble, how much if if they did nothing, I mean, they'd bring the ball down. If they went nobody near them, they'd throw it up, and it might hit the top of the backboard. It might go over the backboard. I mean, it was obvious that all they wanted to do was shoot. Now, I get it, you're getting killed, and you need to score, but at some point, you need to get a good shot, and, you know, just running down and shooting. So I wonder how much of that, you know, is instilled in these young kids like it was when I was a kid. And even, you know, today, even though I don't play and I don't get the rope as much, that this football has, has you know, sort of overtook uh, my hobby and, and – we're serious about it. You know, we put in a lot of time, and I think I'm more serious about it than most of our players. And I think if they would ever get to be as serious as, as I am, look out. If it meant as much to them as it does to me, because when I do something, I want to be the best at it, look out. And I, I think that if well, they learn from an early age, you know, they're or a lot of them that, you know, the work ethic's not there. Now, we have some that have great work ethics, and I don't want to include everybody in that. But every team has some that do it, and every team, I know I've talked to all these owners and coaches, have some that are terrible, and they're always on the borderline and getting run off here and there. So, folks, fire down and be be the best you can be. So, you know, and... 
listen. Uh, I wish, you know, this coach has got to the point. I, I was talking to him the other day, somebody the other day about, you know, these teachers get coaching positions over people that should deserve them because they're better, but they teach. And I, I'm not a fan of that. I think if you're better than the person there, uh, you know, the better person or to, or to get the job. When you get people in these situations and these school boards and these school systems, that's why we see what we're seeing. So, um, but anyway, we'll uh, we'll move on here to the NFL before we uh, get off here tonight. I know uh, a lot of uh, a lot of stuff going on with this Rams and Saints game. Uh, first of all, I didn't get to see any of the game really except the overtime part. Uh, I I was putting out hey, we'd come in for practice and Jennifer I come in and she was telling me about scores that you wouldn't believe this non call and then she showed it to me and it was like, Wow. I mean, you know, I, I've seen in I've seen plays in the other game that, you know, I thought should have been called. Then I seen some chin shit I thought shouldn't have been called. But that was that was, I mean, he got mowed over. And, you know, I, I know everybody um, has different ideas and different feelings or whatever about that. My thing is, it, it, it could have cost the Saints the game. I, I get it. Uh, you know, I don't know what score was. I believe the score was tied. Um, you know, they could have run out the clock. They still had the score to win. Um, they had a chance there to end Drew Brees through the interception. Uh, still, with all that being said, that shouldn't happen. That should, they should have had the opportunity to run out the clock, and if they didn't score and went into overtime, whatever. They, you know, it goes back to, I had I said this on some of my shows before, uh, when I had a, uh, trust and I drove everywhere across the country. Had a satellite radio. I listened to NFL football talk all the time, and you get these old. Oh, I'm not gonna say old, but previous GMs and players and coaches. They're not for being able to change these calls and this, that, and other. But here's the thing: if 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 making sure a score is correct. So it's not a game changer. Is right. If making sure a turnover is a turnover, to get it right, why can't we? Can't the coaches? I'll say that. Why can't the coaches have so many challenges a game, just like they do now, and be able to challenge any call they want, any call? You don't have to give them thirty. You can give them maybe one more, whatever. Some of them don't even use them. Some of them use them in the first half. But, man, you've got to be able to challenge that call. If if you're saying that the refs make mistakes, and we all know they do, and that when those guys are going that fast, things happen. It's like that ball they thought hit Edelman. They had to show it down and break it down how many different ways. It looked like it hit him in real speed. And then even in slow motion it did until you start seeing the different angles. They make mistakes. If if they hadn't if they hadn't reviewed that, I don't see how anybody could have been upset that they didn't overturn it or whatever because it was so close. 
But when they blow these calls, like it happened in the San Diego Charger-Pittsburgh game, and that game right there against to go to the Super Bowl, to go to the ultimate game, and you miss a call that bad, that is bad. That is terrible. Some way, somehow, they have to have a way to get that right. If you can challenge a turnover or challenge a score or challenge a, uh, all this stuff they can challenge, why is different to be able to challenge any call you need to? Now, once your calls are gone, once you've used them, if you don't use them in the right manner, oh, well. But if you have one, and if Sean Payton would have had one left, I don't know how many challenges he had. I didn't see the game. But had he had one left, to be able to challenge, say, hey, y'all need to look at this. This guy missed that. And then they called the pass interference. It was the right call. It was the right thing. It would be the right thing to do. Now they're all in some big kind of legal battle or whatever. Who knows what they're going to do. I don't, I don't have any idea. But that... That was terrible, and uh, I I picked the Rams to win. Uh, I just felt like they might. Didn't really have no insight, but or, or why I thought that. Uh, but even with that being said, that is terrible. So maybe I don't know what's going to happen there. And then another call in the Patriots and the Chiefs game. The the call saying the guy hit Tom Brady in the head. Man, he didn't even breathe near him. You know, that that's a, that, that's another point. That's a call Andy Reid can challenge. Hey, man, this guy didn't even touch him. And when you showed it in slow motion, he didn't get nowhere near him. They get 15 yards out of that. And, uh, you know, if I'm not mistaken, the pass was incomplete. Time they get a first down. I don't know what went on to happen in the drive, but, you know, there was times I've seen them call pass interference, and I thought, man, that's chancing, and there was times they was hanging all over a guy, and they didn't call it. I mean, they're so inconsistent. And when you get down to the two biggest games of the year to go to the Super Bowl, and you make those kind of mistakes, I know in my job, if I made those kind of mistakes, I wouldn't have a job very long. And these guys, there's, there's not like, it's not like in women's football, you've only got a handful on the field because you have to pay them. I mean, these guys work for the NFL. They make plenty of money. There's all kinds of them on the field. They got certain jobs to do. There's, there's no reason you should, you should miss those calls that bad. Uh, so, you know, uh, and I picked the Patriots to win as well. And, uh, Chiefs, I think Chiefs had an opportunity. Uh, Gronkowski put that ball good through his hands, but the guy was lined up offside on the last drive in overtime. They had to pass in, what, three or four times and 10 or more yards to go pick up the first down, and Tom Brady picks up, you know, gets the first down. I mean, it's just, I, I don't know. I just I hate when it comes down to the refs uh, determining these games. And I know you got to call penalties. Look, you didn't. I mean, it's just like out here driving. 
you know, if they didn't uh, solve penalties or something, it would be bad. I understand. But when it comes down to those games of that magnitude, you have to get it right. No matter what, you have to get it right. I mean, that, that you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I heard today that the commissioner has the power to overturn and do lots of stuff. I doubt he's going to. It shouldn't it shouldn't have got that far. So it's you know, it's it's a bad situation for for both teams I guess. Um so I don't know. maybe they'll figure something out. I don't know other than playing the game. I mean I don't know how they would even go about it, to be honest. You know, I just heard today that it was some kind of legal battle and and they were going to try to do something, and, and maybe they are, but who who knows what what they will do at this time? I mean, you know, it's it's bad, and and what's bad is we're talking about the best the the best players playing the game, the best refs making billions of dollars. I mean, this this is an empire that's unreal. But yet we can't get it right. Can't get it right. That's what's amazing to me is is you just can't can't get it right. And you know this stuff happens in you know women elementary, middle school, and high school. I mean we see these refs and they make bad calls, and you know everybody gets mad about it. Just think, the biggest organization there is. This mistake made on national TV, and I—I I mean, I of course I have listened to radio, but I haven't heard a lot of talk about it. I'm sure there there has been, and you know, if you're a Saints fan and all those Saints down there and the players and the coaches and all that, you got to be devastated that you know it happened just exactly the way it did. Uh, it is—it's a bad. It's, it is bad. I've seen it. You know, I've seen it. Replay, and I thought, wow. But even with that being said, and I and I told you for this day, and me and her have different opinions on it. I if if the Rams, in my opinion, now I'm gonna say this: in my opinion, the Rams kicked the field goal to send it to overtime. Had the Rams won the toss, drove down the field and scored a touchdown, and won that game. I would say there's more. There will be more legs standing on that they may protest, do whatever they could under the sun to get that done. But since it did just go to overtime, the Saints won the toss and had the opportunity to win that game and breeze through an interception. In my mind, that's why nothing will be done. That's just, now I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's why I don't think that it will uh, that anything will happen because even with the with all that happened bad, the Saints did the Saints still had an opportunity to win that game. And now, like I said, that's just me. That don't mean it's right, don't mean it's wrong, whatever. That's just what I think that I you know from seeing uh, through their through their eyes. So. Uh, nevertheless, if they don't do anything about it, um, 
less than two weeks. Uh, they're going to play in Atlanta, the Rams against the Pats. You know, I know especially Jennifer, she hates Tom Brady and the Patriots and all that. But, man, just think of this, folks. 41 years old. 41. Still doing what Tom Brady does for one simple reason. And I told Mike Wallace this today. Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, two of the greatest, not because they were the fastest, not because they got the biggest arms, but because they worked harder than anybody and they studied and they're smarter than anybody. And they did repetition after repetition after repetition after repetition. Hard work. Hard work is why the Patriots are going to the Super Bowl again and why at 41 years old, whether you hate him or not, the guy's still playing at a high level because of hard work, folks. And I can't seem to get that through all of these girls' heads. It's hard work, and it's every week it's hard work. For them guys, it's a never-ending thing. For Peyton Manning, all those receivers you talk about, it, core practice, after practice. You know, I heard Jeff Saturday say, you know, leading up to when they won the Super Bowl, he was so aggravated because Peyton Manning all week long, they said it was going to rain. All he wanted to do, he didn't want to practice with dry football. He wanted to soak them in water. He said, I got tired of that. But guess what? It paid off. It paid off because they had a plan. He stuck to it. They believed in it. It was hard work. There wasn't no substitute. There wasn't no taking the day off. It was hard work because it meant everything to him. It means everything to Tom Brady. It means everything to Bill Belichick. They do things their way. They they work hard, whether you like them or not. you got to respect that. And that's the thing I can't get through to our girls' heads. It, it doesn't matter. It's hard work, folks. You can't get better by taking days off. I don't care who you are. You ask anybody. You take a day off or somebody else practice. We'll say one more thing before I get off here tonight. Go to prove. My brother is a huge Larry Bird fan, Michael Jordan, that era basketball. I, I liked it, too. I was a, uh, a Lakers fan years ago when uh, Magic Johnson played for them. And I'll never forget, I haven't read Larry Bird's book, but my brother has. And in college, him, if anybody knows anything about basketball, Larry Bird and Magic Johnson played each other for the national championship. Larry Bird said this, if anybody knows who he is, one of the greatest shooters, greatest players to ever play, top five of all time, said for the first time in his life when he met Magic Johnson, he found somebody that practiced three hours a day instead of two hours a day like he did. Think of that, folks. Just think of that. What does that mean? Hard work. There was no days off. You can't see the end when you take days off. There's a never-ending thing. The guy out worked first time ever. He worked three hours and I worked two hours. It's hard to believe. It's hard to think of that. It's hard to think of this. <laughs> and because it's hard to think of women's football because 
We look at it different. I don't look at it different, but all these girls look at it different. I look at it as a great opportunity that if it comes along, that you should uh, be want to be the best because who knows what will happen. But if you don't take of every opportunity, work hard, outwork everybody else when it's raining and snowing and all that, it'll pass you by. Um, that's it for me tonight. Um, I'll get out here, like I say, I hope next week. Um, I hope to be able to have Mr. Brad on. We'll talk about some bull riding, some rodeo stuff. Uh, sort of going a whole different direction. Uh, uh, just because, like I said, I'm tired of hearing these people say this about professionals. Uh, thank everybody for listening. I really appreciate it. Enjoy the week. And we'll talk to you next week. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.